What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Mom Material. We are getting so close to Christmas and also New Year's. The past couple of episodes have been on habit formation and optimizing your systems and environments. And I was thinking as we gear up for the New Year's, I couldn't help but talk about New Year's resolutions. Not that I'm particularly fond of them or really care about them, but instead, I have found it so much more impactful to inform the direction of the new year in my own life by talking to God and seeing what he wants me to do. So I thought it would be super cool to share with you all strategies and approaches that I use to hearing God in my own life. To begin with this concept, I'd like to share a poem from Wilhelm Hermann in the communion of the Christian with God. He says, Now is the shining fabric of our day, torn open, flung apart, rent wide by love. Never again the tight enclosing sky, the blue bowl, or the star illuminated tent. We are laid open to infinity, for Easter love has burst his tomb and ours. Now nothing shelters us from God's desire, not flesh, not sky, not stars, not even sin. Now glory awaits so he can enter. Now the dance begins. God has been so merciful to us all by giving us his son to die on the cross for our sins. Jesus has made a way for us to commune with God through his death and resurrection. I wasn't a Christian growing up. Um, In fact, I actually rebelled against wanting to have a faith in God after my fractured encounter with religion during my time at a Catholic high school. Perhaps in one of these episodes, I can share my testimony with all of you and share about just how I came to see the overwhelming, faithful, and fulfilling love of Christ. But for right now, I'd like to start after that and start with the life that I now live with him, now that the dance has begun in my own life. About a week or so ago, I shared my testimony with the women in my Bible study, and it was cool because it was important that I talked about, um, you know, being lost and being found and how Jesus had graciously redeemed my life, but also about what he's doing right now and how my life continues to unravel And it paints the world with uh, colors and experiences and relationships that I never knew were possible. As I started to share with them how God was speaking to me and how that impacted the goals and directions and ambitions and the daily decisions of my life, they were like, what? That's crazy. I never knew God could talk to you. I want to hear from him. So it's kind of crazy that like no one really talks to us about this or maybe we rarely hear about people talking about this and they're like you should put this on your podcast so here it is and I want you to know um, what I'm going to tell you is not something that makes me unique or um, I'm not special in any way basically you can hear the voice of God for yourself I'm also not a cult leader 
Um, I mean, just think about any meaningful relationship that you have in your life. You spend time listening and talking to that person. So God is no different. In the rest of the episode, I just want to be talking about how I practice hearing from God and also what way smarter people have to say um, about this. And then most importantly, what does the Bible say about hearing from God? If this show is adding value to your life, just consider following mom materials so other people can find us easier. I guess that's the way the algorithm works. It looks at the shows that are being followed and listened to by people, and then that boosts our transparency on iTunes and Spotify. So if you're getting value, just go ahead and follow so other people might have the opportunity to find us as well. And then if you are interested or know anyone who is interested in childbirth education and creating high-performing families once the baby is home, consider joining the masterclass this January. You can go to matrescentbirth.com to sign up. Earthly relationships can give us good spiritual insight. And as I've grown and experienced different types of relationships, like marriage and becoming a mother, I understand God more fully. I use those experiences as I walk with God and grow in my love for Him. And I also look at the Bible. In the Bible, we see how God describes Himself to us Lord, Savior, Father, Shepherd, Beloved, and Friend. So ask yourself, why do I want to hear from God? What are my motivations for inquiring from him? When do I generally seek to communicate with him? Let's get this out of the way. The Bible is not a self-help manual. God is not a genie in a bottle we can ask three wishes to or say a certain chant to manipulate into doing what we want. Become aware of the motivations of your heart to converse with God. I mean, think about this in your own life. Have you ever had quote-unquote friends that want to talk with you just to get something out of you or because they need something? I mean, that would feel so crappy to feel like your relationship is convenient and only active when the other person is in a jam and needs help going to the airport or whatever, fill in the blank with getting their needs met. God is an ever-present, and he wants us to speak and interact with him. But know that mo your motivation to speak with him matters, so reflect on those questions in your own life. In John 10, Jesus calls himself the shepherd, the good shepherd and the door. Let me read verses 1 through 11. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The, shep the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. 
I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I was joking about the cult leader thing at the beginning of this podcast because most of us have seen like Waco on Netflix or Jonesboro or any of these televangelists riding around in Lambos and private jets, their fame, prosperity, authority supposedly coming from what God told them. It's so sad that this abuse has deterred so many people from being receptive to hearing God's voice, but I argue that it cannot be shelved but actually needs to be properly practiced and understood so we will know how to spot thieves and robbers entering the sheepfold. I've heard that ancient shepherds would combine their sheep with other sheep overnight and sleep at the entrance of the enclosure. Anyone or anything trying to get to the sheep would have to go through them first. Once they woke up and were ready to lead their sheep in the pastures to eat, They simply called to their own herd and their voice would be so familiar to their own sheep that those sheep would follow their shepherd, even going so far as to flee from an unfamiliar voice coaxing, uh, coaxing them out of the, of the enclosure. The sheep follow because the voice of the shepherd is tender to them. They trust the voice because they know the shepherd protects and cares for them. So too for us now, we are desperately in need of guidance from our shepherd's voice, from Jesus. We need to know what he sounds like so we can run from those pretending to be someone they aren't or the schemes of the devil who seeks to kill, steal, and destroy, just like those wild animals or thieves wanted to do in John 10. It should also fill us with hope and relief that we can know and hear from Jesus and over time become more aware of his calling to us in each of our lives. I used to see people praying with their eyes closed and think that's the only way to do it or God wouldn't hear you if you didn't do it the right way. It's obviously so silly now that I even thought that because God does not care what you look like. He doesn't care where you're at. The creator of the world can hear you just fine if your eyes are wide open, pacing the floor with a baby babbling on your hip. Having a holy God means that we come before him or should come before him with reverence and humility. This is what the Bible tells us in James 4.10. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. The spiritual recognition of knowing you desperately need God and you cannot live on your own strength and effort is best depicted in the Beatitudes, which Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Side note here, I read a commentary called Jesus Through Middle Eastern Eyes by Kenneth Bailey, and he notes that the form of blessed here means already possessing of. So not only is this a future inheritance waiting to be grasped, but a promise that those who are poor in spirit can already possess the kingdom of heaven now. Not only do we prepare our hearts before we communicate with God in prayer, but we should create an environment that's conducive for listening to him speak. I mean, how many of y'all have tried to go on a date with your husband to maybe like a crowded restaurant with loud music, people are chattering in the background, so it's very distracting, not to mention your baby is pulling your attention away from the conversation with your husband because he's incredibly adorable and everything he does is just the best. 
if you can't hear the other person, it's not much of a conversation. Or have you been in a conversation with a coworker or even a friend and they get their freaking phone out? It makes you so much less likely to share that news with them because they're sending the message that they don't really care about what you have to say and the random silly email is much more important to them. The same principle is true in our relationship with God. Create an environment that you can best hear from him during your day. If we look at the life of Jesus, he got up early in the morning to be with God the Father. He did so because he knew he needed and wanted to converse with God, and also because the the morning provided a quiet, peaceful solitude he did not get during the day because he's in constant contact with the disciples, teaching them or healing people in the town or preaching to the crowds and the hillsides. He was a busy guy. So as moms, we know how hard it is because we are also very busy. We barely get any time to be by ourselves with no one needing anything from us. I could imagine with more kids, this just gets harder and harder. However, I know that any tree or plant that does not get water eventually withers. And Jesus promises us that he will quench our thirst anyone that comes to him, he will give them living water because that's who he is. I also know in my own life when I don't prioritize spending time reading my Bible or praying, I feel so distant from him. And often my relationships with the people that matter most, like my child and my husband, suffer. I've started to take this Proverbs 31 woman lifestyle more seriously and get up early because when I do, I can spend uninterrupted time with Jesus, read the word, hear from him, and also just get a bunch of other stuff done. So when everyone else wakes up, I'm prepared, I'm ready to go, and I'm ready to be present with them and serve and love them better. For me in this season of motherhood, it's less of where I am, but more about the time in my day that I have to carve out to spend with God. That could be early in the morning for me, or maybe For you, it looks like riding in your car without the music on and just asking God to speak. Figure out how to best structure your environment to talk with God. Now that we've got how we approach God and how best to come near him, let's talk about recognizing his voice. The Lord can speak to whoever he wants, whenever he wants, however however he wants, whether that's to Balaam through a donkey, sending his messenger angels to the world, giving dreams or visions to people, indwelling believers with his Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead as a guide, counselor, seal of our salvation. He can also show up to non-believers, but over and over again in the Bible, he uses his spirit to come to certain people, anointing them, then speaking to them or through them, like in the case of King David or the prophets. However, hearing from God isn't just for them then, but it's for us now. In John 14, 26, before Jesus ascended to heaven to sit at the right seat of the Father, he comforted his disciples, who he also told to make more disciples by spreading the gospel, by saying, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all of these things and remind you of everything I have said to you. And even before that, in verses 16 through 17, he says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, 
the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be with you. All of this happening before Pentecost when we see the Lord pour out his spirit for all who declare with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in their heart that God raised him from the dead, they will be saved. Romans 10, 9. The Lord uses his spirit to speak with us. And hearing from God by Dallas Willard, an amazing American theologian who is now with the Lord, he says that there are often three points of reference or three lights we can use in deciding what God wants us to do. They are passages from the Bible, circumstances, and impressions of the Spirit. Christians have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in them, and also the Bible is authoritative to us because it is the Word of God inspired by the Holy Spirit, helpful now in working out our faith. In order to recognize the voice of God, you have to get familiar with what He says about Himself, His will, what He delights in, what He hates, and what He wants His children, us, to avoid. When practicing hearing from God in your own life, he will never contradict his word. This is huge because we mostly hear from God through our thoughts and perceptions. He isn't playing a scavenger hunt game with us. We don't have to guess what God is doing. Anytime we ask for him to speak or someone else might say that they have a word for us from God, see if it's supported in scripture and aligns with what his word already says. That should be our first go-to. Let's talk about the impressions of the spirit because it sounds vague and unhelpful at first. So let's, I want to explain this a little bit more. So just like in our marriages, we know who our husbands are by their voice and we can get insight on how they're feeling, what matters to them, what they're excited about or apprehensive about by the tone of their voice. Similarly, God has an unshakable authority and tone in his voice. When we have those thoughts or perceptions that we know did not originate from ourselves, they have this undeniable authority and also align with the will of God in scripture, we can have faith and attribute that to God. I became a Christian in 2018 and the Lord placed amazing mentors and friends in my life to disciple me and help lovingly correct and answer my incessant questions. Um, And one of my best friends, Barb, has been so influential in my walk with Christ and has helped me hear the voice of God in my own life when I didn't even know that was a thing. So it was 2020 and I had come back from uh, come back from grad school to Tennessee because everyone thought the world was going to shut down. We had no idea what COVID was going to do. And I remember being at Barb's house with her and her friend, Christine, and they were talking about what God has been telling them. And I'm like, well, what are you guys talking about? Like, like a thunderous voice from the sky is telling you what to do? And they were like, no, we just pray. We just ask God what he wants to do or what he's highlighting to us. And over time, you just kind of just get used to that tone of voice in your head. Oftentimes when they did not necessarily know it was from God, so it doesn't go against his word, but they have this impression that it might be from him. They just acted in faith and believed that God honored that. That's really when my walk began to flourish because this whole time I'd been unaware of the promptings and messages that the Lord was putting on my heart or speaking to me in my thoughts or giving me through my circumstances. I had been missing them because I wasn't even aware of them. 
when I started to hear God's voice for myself, I didn't have trouble finding a quiet environment because I was single, living in a one-bedroom apartment by myself, and I would just get on my knees and pray. I didn't necessarily know how to pray, so I looked in Matthew 6 and just tried to pray like Jesus prayed. But instead of just reciting uh, this verse um, and a couple of verses, I used it as more of an outline. I would try to humble myself before God. I would pray his will be done first. I'd ask um, for things that I needed, ask for forgiveness, ask for protection against temptations I was facing. I'd pray for others. And then I would ask for him to speak to me. Once I asked him that, I literally just listened. I had a little journal and would write down what I felt like the spirit was impressing on my thoughts which I definitely recommend so you can look back and see all that God has done for you. At first, I just felt like a weirdo on the floor of my bedroom, but every time I realized that God was showing up because the things that I write down in faith, he'd do, and he was always so faithful. If they didn't come true, then maybe I just misheard him, or maybe he'd tell me or did want that for me. It's just something that I had to wait on. The Lord uses our circumstances to speak to us, and through us to other people, sometimes we just need to be more alert and aware to it. There's also a responsibility that when you do hear from God or believe he's speaking to you, that you follow through with what he says. Part of my testimony is the series of unfortunate events that happened to me in college, especially God using my collegiate athletic experience to bring me closer to him. But I thought that that experience could now be reused to coach women's soccer collegiately. I had the Division I college experience, and now I had a fresh master's degree in sport and performance psychology and a heart for young women, so I'd pray about coaching and opportunities uh, to do so around the nation. And it was radio silence. Door after door was solidly closed, like no cracks, no nothing. However, there was one time I heard him say, you're going to Fort Hood to work for the military. Obviously, this is not what I wanted to do. I love our military, military spouse, grew up in a military town, but I just did not think that was going to be for me. And at the time, Vanessa Guillen had just gotten murdered um, at Fort Hood, and so it was all over the news, and I was like, absolutely not. I just made that up, and I'm, I'm not doing that. It was just a thought that I had, and so I'm just going to put this away. The thought kept on in my head. It was like this pounding sensation. I just, I couldn't pretend it away. So sometimes I'm a little bit of a brat and I was like, okay, fine, God, if this is actually from you, then you're going to work this out. So I reached out to these people that I knew were in charge of basically getting that position and I sent them my resume and just, you know, a little email about myself and they got back to me after a couple of weeks and they were like, yeah, awesome. You know, your resume looks great. Uh, where would you like to go? We've got multiple sites open across the country and um, really throughout the world. And I was like, honestly, I'd like to be here. I just don't want to be in California or New York. And the lady was like, great. We've got an opening up Fort Hood. And I was just like, what? Oh, of course you do. 
So that kickstarted my adventures in Texas, and I got to work as a contractor doing sport and performance psychology for the next three years, doing things that I never thought would be possible, meeting people I had no business coming in contact with, publicly speaking to four-star general, getting to speak freely about my faith to people from all walks of life while I was embedded with a unit there for over a year. I also met and married my husband there. I had our first child and started a women's group when I felt so unqualified to do so, but felt the impression of the spirit to go ahead and act on that and just walk by faith and not by sight. I sought the Lord for all of these things and he answered each time from the big things like a word for who I should marry to smaller things like what should I speak about in my life group? The Lord cares and he gave me answers for it all and he can do the same for you in your life. Besides asking and listening to God in prayer, Dallas Willard also suggests another practice, hearing God in scripture. First, he prompts readers to take a breath and calm your spirit. And then you read a small passage or verse, very, very small, very, very manageable. So you read a verse from the Bible and you read it once slowly. You're just getting familiar with the verse. Then as you read over the verse a second time, listen with the ear of your heart, asking the spirit to help you understand it. What stands out or is highlighted to you? What does this teach you about God? And then you reflect, read over the verse again, reflect on how this connects with your life, what you need to do now or do later. Then pray. However, you are led to pray based off the scripture you read. Lastly, rest. Just sit and be with God. Ponder or allow Him to inform your thoughts, knowing all He wants is your companionship. Whichever approach resonates with you, just start where you're at, start small, and know that God is faithful and desires to speak with you now and speak with you in 2024. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a merry, merry Christmas.